The wheels keep turning. Oh, my God. Good morning. You know, if it's 10 o'clock, it's time for Love Babs, Love Talk, the talking part of my day on Friday. So my good friend, James Oliver, will be calling in in a minute. We're going to talk about all things entrepreneurial. We're going to talk about WeMontage.com. We're going to talk about the new book because he has a wonderful new book out about his life. And he's got, and we're going to brag, and I'm a gushing guy ah, over those beautiful set of twins. So... Um, who, who I've been watching, I don't know, for like maybe a year, two years now, and they're growing up so beautifully. And so we'll talk about the move. And now he's back in the ATL. He's a Morehouse grad. He's grew up in Brooklyn. So he'll be on in a minute. We're going to have a good conversation. And, um, and we're going to talk about how I met him at Blogger and all those kinds of things. So this is, this is a nice way to spend a Friday after you know, all the foolishness and shenanigans of political favor. So it'd be nice to talk to somebody who is soulful. <laughs> so I can't wait t- till he comes on. So he'll call in a minute and we'll have a good conversation. It'll be rich, 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 rich. And let me just do another shout out to uh, Deneen Milner, who was my guest last week. And people really enjoyed the conversation that we had. I enjoyed the conversation. And uh, I think we've had we've I think we've had cross connecting lives because so much of her life and where she was is where I was too so but we never met each other so um I think this is James now so let me see did we go right to him okay hello hey Marquisha <laughs> So are we there? Oh, we're not. So he's calling in. I don't mean to like, leave, leave people hanging. Hey, good morning. Hello. How are you? I am fabulous. How's it going? <laughs> How's the weather down there? Uh, it's actually crummy today. It's cold and rainy. It's like high of 57, I think, today and rainy. Did it's, you just uh, say, where, you, where, you, where did you just move from? I'm in Atlanta. I moved from Wisconsin. This is Wisconsin summer weather, not uh, Atlanta summer weather. That's spring weather. Cause, no, because you said, you know, it's all cold. <laughs> it's like, you just came from Wisconsin. Yeah, listen, is not I got a cold. short memory. It was 85 degrees the other day. That's what I'm, that's the baseline. You know what I'm saying? No, this other crap. Listen, you were born in Brooklyn. Were you raised in Brooklyn too? Uh, um, when I went to Morehouse. And, uh, yeah, then I uh, stayed 12 years in Atlanta after that, and I'm just looking back after being gone, being gone for a while. Okay. So so what brings you to Atlanta? Uh, same thing. I took us to Wisconsin. My wife got a job with her company. Okay. Okay. Oh, you are a progressive brother. <laughs> I like that. I like that. We like seeing men. We like seeing men doing the doing the moving, too, right? Like, yeah, that's funny. Are we on the air now? Yes, we are. <laughs> okay. So I want to talk about this book because I know you got this book, and no one knew you were writing a book except maybe your inner circle. And then in the, uh, I see, so I see this Facebook thing that says, "Oh yeah, my book is is um, launched." I was like, "What book?" <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, so I so uh, we met because I was at Blogger, and I I started my blog. Oh, I think it was probably 2014, maybe. It's called you know, Trep Life Dad, treplifedad.com. Um, I call it the number one lifestyle blog for parent entrepreneurs. But I started that blog with the intention of using the content to write a book one day. Oh, okay. 
That's exactly what I did. Oh, so now tell me about that book writing process. Like, what? So when did you know enough was enough content to have to to jump into this book thing? And then, and, and, right. and who produced it for you? Who published it? You published so, it yourself. So the, the book is called "The More You Hustle, The Luckier You Get." You can be a successful parentpreneur. And um, so, how did I? Know, the question is, how did I know when it was time to write the book? Uh-huh. You know, <laughs> I, uh, you know, it was like, okay, I, I need to get the book written. I need to get the book written. I need to get the book written. And then I was like, okay, I'm gonna one of these days, real soon, sit down and bang out this book. And so I was actually out of town. I was shooting because you know I was on that CNBC. Yes, reality show that's similar to Shark Tank that shall remain nameless. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I was out of town shooting for that, and so I had a whole week uh, with just by myself. So I was able to really clear my head. Um, it's amazing what you can get done when you just have like time and clear thinking. Okay, that's so was, the golden I, ticket. I, <laughs> I banged out. I banged out about half the book when I was out of town that week. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's what you did? Like, really? Like, you didn't gnash, really? tear your hair out of for a year trying to figure out where... I didn't do, I didn't do what you said? You gnash didn't gnash, gnash, gnash your teeth and pull out your hair and wrangle no. and wrestle with content and like, oh, no, no. this, that. No, no, See, no, that's, because... That's a Morehouse no, so, education. So the, so the book is a combination of content from the blog plus original content. And then it was just a matter of me curating material I already had to figure out, you know, what I thought was going to work well for the book. And it's funny, like, once I was done with the book, I was done. I was like, the book's done. Really? I didn't obsess about it. You know, I mean, there's lots more stuff I could have went back and added. I didn't feel like I needed to update it, you know, a year later. I'm like, I read, I read that thing a bunch of times. And I was like, this is, this is good. Like, this is done. Okay. It's done. And so who published it? I did. So what, tell me about that experience. Like, why? I felt... Because you just wanted I to control it. it? You wanted to control it. Well, so here's the thing. So I, yeah, I mean, I created <laughs> created an entirely new category from, from, from a content standpoint. Like if you go on Google or go on Amazon and look for parentpreneur books, you find like one, two, three maybe. So initially I was like, okay, I'm going to try to work with a publisher. And so I went through some connections I had, and you know they were trying to fit me into their box. And I'm like, well, I don't fit into your box or anybody else's box. Like, I'm going to do me. Like, I know for anecdotally, at least, just because I'm involved in so many different Facebook-type groups and have relationships with people who are parents and entrepreneurs, I know what that grind is like for them. And I know these other books are not speaking to them. And so I was like, listen, for parentpreneurs, like, I see you, I feel you, and I got you. And that's why I'm writing this book. <laughs> wow. So you've got a whole, you've just created your own universe for this thing. Well, I mean, I'm not, I didn't come up with the term for it. It exists. There's some Facebook groups around it or whatever. But I just know, you know, being a parent is challenging, right? It has its own set of challenges. It's rewarding, but it's challenging. Mm. Being an entrepreneur is like crazy hard. 80% of new businesses fail. So in being a parentpreneur, as I say in the introduction to the book, so being a parent is one thing, an entrepreneur is another thing. Being a parentpreneur is a, a tertium quid or a third thing. Mm-hmm. It's something completely different that just is hard to describe. And and I just wanted parentpreneurs to know that like you can do this. Like You're not crazy. You're not alone. 
um, like you can do this. Mm-hmm. Like I feel you. Like here's some here's some doses of motivation for you to keep going and keep doing you. Like you you can do this, and I'm here for you if you need me for anything. Wow. So now, do you do you is the goal to sort of use this book to launch you around so you can speak about it? You can you can lecture about well, it. I mean, what is your? Well, yeah. So I, I intend to do paid speaking, but really, Babs is it, it goes back to purpose and like I'm clearer now than ever about what my purpose is and have I, I've always I've always known what my work purpose was and that was entrepreneurship and I I wasted a lot of time trying to be something else mm-hmm. and it was back in 2011 I think I talked about this in the book that I just said you know what the hell with this like I'm an entrepreneur I'm just going to be what I am and I think there's a chapter in the book that says like be what you are what are you now, did I you? That question. But that's a you know what that's a good thing because I think people get stuck in I think people people trip on that part of they know they are an entrepreneur but there's something about some something that's um, safe safe feeling about yeah. a time clock you know or a yeah. destination a, de- a defined destination. Yeah, yeah. So let me let me finish asking your previous question. I think that's a really good point. Um, so so that's my. From a work standpoint, that's my work. But my purpose in life, I believe, is to inspire other parentpreneurs. And mm. I, I say that in a book. Like, this is why I'm writing this book, because this is what I'm like here to do, I think. And so, yeah, I mean, and there's another chapter in the book. I asked the question, is it risky playing it safe with life? And I talked about this article that I read from a palliative care nurse. And, you know, by the time she sees people, they have like six months left six months left to live. Mm-hmm. And she'd listed out, you know, several regrets that these people have. And one of the top two or three was that they didn't do what they really wanted to do in life. And mostly it was due because it was because they didn't make the choice to do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Oh hell no. Like <laughs> I ain't going to be that cat. <laughs> oh hell no. <laughs> like the Babs, like I, I could die tomorrow. Like, listen, like what I, the journey I've gone on has been balls hard. Can I say balls? Yes, you can. It's been balls hard, right? But if I die tomorrow, I have zero regrets. <laughs> so tell me about We Montage because I love it. I think it's beautiful. I think oh, it's, thank you so I much. think it's quite creative. I love. I go to the site. I love because people post up or send what they've done with. Uh, with the we month with their with their photos you know with their right. concept um i've seen people yeah. frame them out i've seen people put them in nurseries i've seen the wedding ones yeah. which i love so yeah. talk yeah. about that talk about why we montage and the how of we montage yeah and that's a great question so we montage.com is the world's only website that lets you take your digital images and turn them into a large custom collage on a removable wall covering and the why, I mean, you hear a lot of talk about the why, like, what's the why for your life? What's the why for your business? The why is an important question. I think I wrote about that in the book, too. It took me a while to figure out, truly get to the why, because I was so focused on the what. And the truth is, nobody cares about the what. <laughs> right? Oh, right. true. Nobody, nobody cares. I was like, oh, the, super, the software is so dope. Like, this is super dope, removable wall fabric. Like, who cares? Nobody cares. You know, why? Why should they care? And so I asked a fundamental question. I went back to my customers. I was like, why do you guys like Wii Montage? Right? And it became clear that people display pictures for three reasons. Uh, the pictures make them feel loved or 
you know, love for the loved ones on their on the pictures. So there's love makes them feel love. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, you know, and it's, they feel inspired by whatever's in the images or the picture just make them happy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, that's that's great. So well, why do you love we montage? They're like, listen, you know, I can customize this thing with as many pictures as I want. I could cover a whole wall, so I can make this thing larger than life. So. I end up getting more love, more happiness, and more inspiration from a Wii Montage than I do from traditional picture frames and canvas prints. Oh, by the way, Wii Montage costs way less than custom picture frames and canvas prints. So in my mind, you know, we're making picture frames and canvas prints obsolete one Wii Montage at a time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how long have you been doing this? Oh, <laughs> I, got the, uh, I got the idea watching HGTV and they were covering a wall with these big, beautiful collages. This is back in 2011, the August of 2011, September, 2011. I was visiting, you know, printers, you know, came with a printing partner. And in 2012, I sunk down the last $35,000 of my saving to get a, a website built because it's really complicated software. We use this algorithm to generate the collages. It's, it's not easy. Um, so that, that was only supposed to take three months to get that done. I think I wrote about this in the book, how one of my good buddies, he said, when you're building software, you have three options. You can build it really fast, really cheap, or really well, but you only get to pick two. I'm like, oh, hell no. Now you tell me, right? Well, I'm like, now you tell me, because I, I got like champagne taste on a PBR tallboy budget, right? Yeah. So I wanted it really great. <laughs> right, and uh, and I wanted to, uh, you know, bottom line is I only got those two options which meant it was going to take a lot longer than it was supposed to because mm-hmm. I can't remember what the third one is because I have a twin Tyler brain you know I have four year old twins in my brains I used to be smarter before I had kids and I just mm. we, all, so we, all, we all we all we all but the reality was it was supposed to take three months it took a year like financially I was not prepared for that and then oh by the way my wife's like uh, I want some babies. I'm like, oh hell, you know, when when the wife's like, do you want some babies? Going to be some babies. That's it, right? So you got by babies. Hook crook, by hook or crook, it's going to be some babies, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 so my wife's pregnant. Here I am, like grinding on this business, and um, you know, as you know, as I talked about in the book, I was fortunate to get into this tech startup accelerator, which is great. And you know, from a side note standpoint, there's a lot of talk right now about lack of diversity in technology and I mean I suspect just relatively speaking I'm one of a few like a handful of black tech entrepreneurs who actually got into an accelerator got funded I raised overall like four hundred thirty thousand dollars but it was crazy because my kids were born prematurely I told I told that story in the book we went in for an ultrasound everything was fine and then it was like the, the one time we went and they were like, oh, no, your son's there's a problem with placenta. The blood flow, if it starts going backwards, we're going to have to take the kids out. So now my wife's on bed rest. And they're like, you know, usually this lasts for a couple of weeks. And then you know, a couple of days later, they were like, um, the blood flow is going backwards. We have to take them out now. This is like a 27 weeks, I think. Whoa. <clears throat> right. So the kids were born. My daughter, my son weighed one pound, 14 ounces. My Whoa. daughter weighed two pounds, three ounces. Um, <clears throat> so... You know, this is happening. It was like a really traumatic birth. And I'm like, wow, this is crazy. Um, I'm not, you know, because I just got, I got accepted into the accelerator, which was in Madison, Wisconsin, two hours drive from my home. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, like, there's no way I'm leaving to go to this accelerator thing. I'm not leaving. There's just no way. I, I couldn't. Like, 
There's no way. Right? Well, and, and, and I knew that if I did that, most likely we montage was dead. I mean, just because getting into the accelerator was the only credible way I was going to be able to go raise the capital that I needed to launch the business because mm-hmm. it's just so dang on hard trying to raise capital. Anybody who's ever out there listening who's ever tried to raise money for a business knows exactly what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I told this to my wife, and she was like, she's like, son, get your ass down to the accelerator and rock it out because the family needs three montage to be successful. Okay. See, that's the love of a powerful black woman. Just saying. Listen, I, I told that story a million times. I still can't believe she said that. And I was just like, um, after I picked my job off the ground, I was like, uh, okay. Okay. Right? So, so it was two hours away by car. So I was, you know, back home on the weekends, mm-hmm. uh, in the NICU, um, and um, it was hard, man. I I cried. I mean, you could have said walked into me bad and said boo. I would have started crying. <laughs> I I cry every day. And I talked to my wife all the time. She was crying every day. I was up every morning at two o'clock in the morning just because I couldn't sleep. Because now keep in mind, I'm at this accelerator. It's a three month deal where you have to build what they call a minimum viable product in tech circles or just a just a product or website that works efficiently for you get, when you get to demo day or graduation day. And you present it to a room full of people and potential investors, and hopefully somebody wants to invest in your business. Mm-hmm. So somehow, I just think it was just sheer grit, like persistence and resilience. Uh, I got through the accelerator, raised the capital. Um, uh, my my, I was raised, looking to raise two hundred fifty thousand dollars. An investor call that I had met with along the way, who said he was going to fill the whole two hundred fifty thousand dollar round. Me all in. After that, I did three hundred ten thousand um, dollars. And uh, my daughter came home after six weeks. Uh, my son came home after 10 weeks and, you know, still tethered to oxygen tank and beeping crap. And But, um, you know, thank God the kids are doing well now. And, yeah, they're four um, years yeah, they're old. Healthy. They're four years old. They're healthy. They're beautiful. And I'm, very, I'm very thankful for that. They need agents. <laughs> oh, well, listen, yeah, we're working on that. <laughs> we're working on that. I've been saying that to like, you from just, the day I met you. It's listen, like, those kids need agents. <laughs> Them jokers need to start pulling their own weight around here. So you gotta get them some work. They got they got paid for the Spellman and the Morehouse legacy. Yeah, okay. That's where you know I went to Morehouse. I know. That's what I'm saying. It. How did you get yeah. to Morehouse? How did I get to Morehouse? Yeah, that was the only school I wanted to go to. Really? My school. Yeah. Why? I had some other friends. I went to Brooklyn Tech. I know. So that's I what some, I mean. You know, You're in New York. How do you think Morehouse? There's a great school, man. You know, Spike Lee was doing his thing. I think Spike was probably, <clears throat> excuse me, influential. He was making all his movies, you know, She's Gotta Have It and uh, what was that? Uh, school Days. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So, you know, Cosby Show on, all that, you know. Was, <laughs> you know so. so you just, I know, but there's others, like, you could have went to Howard, it's just, which is it's closer. Just I wanted to go to school, man. Okay. No, man, Morehouse, no disrespect to Howard, you know. I suppose everybody got to go to school somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All, my, me, all my Howard people going to start firing up texts like, oh, Lord. That's fine, fire it up. Lord, you hit me up on person. Twitter and holler me. Hey, James Oliver Jr., what? Oh, my um, Lord. So yeah, so what? you go to Morehouse. How was that experience? The <laughs> oh, Met- my God. It was so, I know. It. it was so great. Like, honestly, I didn't pledge when I was there, but. Having gone to Morehouse was, was like pledging a fraternity, I think, mm-hmm. because now that I'm back here in Atlanta, and like mind you, a lot of these cats and like, some of my Spellman friends, I haven't seen them in a long time because I've been gone for a while. But like, it's just like 
it's like I saw them last week, and everybody's jumping in to be helpful with the business and the book and all this stuff. I mean, and it's just it's just wonderful. I'm just so thankful for having gone to my house. Oh, good. So Atlanta. So you. So you're at home in Atlanta. It feels good. I am at home in Atlanta. It feels. It's yeah, man. It's just like a old comfy T-shirt. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good way to 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 put that because people yeah. you either love Atlanta or you don't. It's there's no, no... I love it. and there's no more snow. No more of that crazy snow from Wisconsin. I know. You, yeah, I know. I feel you because I live in Connecticut, so I feel everything about that statement. Yeah. So I meet you at Blocker. I I yeah. I I am listening to the the voices of the year on my phone on the train into yeah. New York because Blocker Fifteen was in New York City, and I hear your story, and everybody is moved by the story. Talk about how that came to be and that experience, and and yeah. and then what's and and people are still moved by it still. Well, it just I just hate the fact that I. You know, I still got to post that thing every once in a while. I posted it the other day after, you know, the young 15-year-old boy was shot and killed oh, by the police. I yeah. Shot and killed him, lied about it. Like, who's surprised about that? Just so upsetting. So, anyway, it was, um, so I was a contributor for She Knows. And you know, after the Eric Garner verdict came down, I just emailed those guys. I was like, hey, guys, I'm really upset about this verdict. I want to write something. Is that okay? And they were like, yeah, just go ahead and write it, you know, submit it. So I did, and um, and it's, it was called, you know, after Eric Garner, like, what am I supposed to tell my son? Mm-hmm. And that's real. And, that's a very real yeah, thing. Yeah, I mean, because my, my son was two, and I'm like, you know, what am I supposed to tell my son about how not to get in trouble with the police? Because you can tell your little black boys, you know, be respectful, don't, you know, don't, you know, whatever. You can tell them whatever, but it doesn't matter. It right. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And um, so, yeah, I just wrote that story. And then there was a um, you know, Voice of the Year submission. So I submitted the article and I won. Wow. And so I had the opportunity to go to New York and read. And I was one of like two or three people chosen out of like hundreds mm-hmm. of people to actually read my article in front of that room full of people. And it was... Um, it was a moving experience, you know. So at the very end of the article, there's a picture, of one of my favorite pictures of my son. He was two, me holding him up, he's standing on the, on the countertop. And it was supposed to be time that they showed that picture at the very end, but the picture came up on the monitor that I was looking at before it was supposed to. When I saw that picture, I just kind of lost it, you know. Mm-hmm. And I started crying, and I didn't... Actually, I'm getting teared up now and talking about it because it's very upsetting. Um... I didn't think I was going to be able to make it through reading, um, reading the, the, the article, and you know, you know, people like Rita Aaron's. <laughs> she was like, "James, I got you. If I, you know, if you weren't going to get through it, I was going to come up there and finish reading it for you." You know, it's just it was uh, it was a moving experience. So it just, but I just hate that that article had to be written. I hate that I have to keep sharing it. And it's just like, what the heck am I supposed to tell my son? I don't, I don't have an answer. Yeah, and he's four now, right? So. Yeah. Oh, so then we actually we started a series which she knows called hashtag What Do I Tell My Son, and we had a bunch of really disparate voices contributing stories around the whole you know thing of you know uh, tolerance and police brutality, and we had some really 
interesting people like um, I know Jen uh, so Crystal Spell who's a really great good friend of mine she wrote an article her husband's in the military and they live on the military base and she was just writing from that perspective and then Jen Bourget who was blogging over Baby Making Machine now she's at Cherish365.com I think you know she Jen is black her husband's white and her husband's a police officer so she has biracial kids and she was writing about <laughs> Like, how this is tearing at her from different perspectives, you know? So it's really interesting perspectives on this issue. Wow, that's heavy. Woo. It, it is, but, you know, I mean, you know, you do these, like, blogging is hard, right? You, you I know. Blog and blogging ain't easy. People, <laughs> the, the things that people glom onto and get become popular, like, half of that crap is just, like, crap. I mean, that was heavy stuff with really insightful stuff, and I don't feel like people were reading or sharing it that much, and I'm just like, I mean, but I look at what people are reading and sharing. I'm like, really? Okay, what else? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, no, no, you're right. I mean, I, it, it, blogging has its levels just like anything else, right? You have bloggers yeah. who are really bringing some serious conversation and some really yeah. some so- solid, thought-provoking things. And then you got some bloggers who are just like, I just want to talk about lipstick. <laughs> oh, bloggers that are what you said. I just want to talk about lipstick. <laughs> right. And that's getting like a gajillion shares, right? But yeah. like whatever. I don't I don't sit around and, it has and worry its about value. that. You know, it has its yeah, value. I guess. I mean I don't sit around and worry about that. I just do me and I just authentically doing what I think matters. You know, I got my little blog that doesn't get a ton of traffic, but I know it inspires people because they tell me. I mean, mm-hmm. you look at a lot of content. People don't leave comments in, in a lot of instances anymore. I write something, people comment because they feel it. Like, they get it. Mm-hmm. It matters to them. So tell me, what's the best part of being an entrepreneur? Like, what do you like about it? What's what's in your DNA that calls you? Well, so listen, <laughs> um, I read a really good book a while ago by a really popular venture capitalist, uh, Ben Horowitz famous venture capitalist. I I'm sorry for the noise in the backyard. Can you hear that? No, that's fine. Oh, that's good. Um, um, really famous venture capitalist, Ben Horowitz, called The Hard Thing About Hard Things. <clears throat> and there were a couple of really good takeaways for me from that book. But the, the one takeaway was you know, the only difference between successful and unsuccessful CEOs is that the successful ones, they find a way to make a move even when they think they don't have a move, and ultimately they just don't quit. And I'm like, well, good Lord, that, that, that's good for me because, you know, there's only two things I'm really any good at, and that's persistence and resilience. And so that means I got a chance. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, so, uh, do you know Paul Brunson? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so Paul sent out an email a couple weeks ago. He was asked the question, like, what are you world class at? Oh. Right? He's like, what's the one thing in the world that you're better at than everybody else in the world? Oh, my God. And I'm like, oh. Right? That's a great question. He was like, yeah. you figure that out. You go, you go do that. Like, quit mucking around. Like, go do that. Um, so for me, I'm, I'm clear about that. Like, I'm, I'm the most persistent person, Babs, you will probably ever meet. Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> you're good. You got good follow-up. And, you're, you, and you, are, you are very directed. So that's a good quality. Uh, I, yeah, I don't. So I'm, it's not that I'm externally driven. That's just in my DNA. Mm-hmm. That's just how I am. Mm-hmm. So because I am that way, I think, and because from like my business standpoint, I've built, if you build a product or service that is a really good product or service at a really good or competitive price, you should have a chance to succeed. So like I've got that. I built this brilliant, innovative product, basically creating a new category in some ways. So I've got that. So, But the only way that's going to be successful is, is, is if I'm persistent as hell. So I don't have to wake up in the morning and try to be persistent. I just am being myself. 
So as an entrepreneur, do you feel the call to sort of like, okay, I have this business. Now I need like another business and I need another business or I need something else. Well, no, no. So despite having a little ADD, I actually can focus (laughs) on one thing at a time. No, I'm so serious. I I like the attention. No, but there are some, but you know, there's other entrepreneurs who like having, I guess, you know, this, this, this message of multiple streams of income, right? So well, yeah, well, multiple streams of income is different from having multiple businesses you're trying to run. Mm. Okay, tell me I about think. that. Well, so okay, so for example, so I have the book out, right? Yes. So every time I sell a copy of the book, so the book website is themoreyouhustle.com. Mm-hmm. You can buy my book there, or you can go to Amazon and buy the book on Amazon. Every time someone purchases a book, I get I get paid for that. Okay, right. So that's an additional stream of income. So now, do you think you have another book in you? Uh, maybe. People keep trying to tell me I should write a book about the, the being a twin dad because you know I'm always posting hashtag twin dad life. I, on I think you should too. I think you should talk. I think you should have a fatherhood kind of book because I don't. Crazy. I don't know too many well, brothers out there. I mean, there are some so books go, out there, but so, yeah. so going back to what we said about how hard it is to get content to get <laughs> get your content to be consumed, I wrote what I thought was a really great blog post. Title Twin Dad Twin Dad Life Not nah, Twin Dad Life, mm-hmm. and it was just a collection of like the funny things that I've posted. I'm seeing people post on Facebook and Twitter about being a twin dad, and I mean hardly anybody hardly anybody looked at it. So it's not easy just because you put it out there. It doesn't mean anybody's is going to look at it, right? Well, I mean, I think if you run in the right circles, I think it's hard to. Uh, what those circles? I mean, Which you know, if you, <laughs> you know, if you, Tell if me, you, go, if I'm you, gonna go right now. Where if you go to like where where the parenting people are, does that make a difference? Where the parenting people are? Uh, so we'll see. Um, I, I, potentially, I think so. So, like the City Dads Group, it's a really great network of dads around the country, and it's an Atlanta Dads Group that I joined. I haven't had a chance to hook up with those guys because my life is just a little nuts. I'm burning the candle at three ends. I bet you didn't know the candle had three ends. Mm-hmm. Um, but those guys are actually doing a review of my book right now. Oh. So I, yeah. So, right. So, I mean, the Life of Dad guys said that they wanted to have me on the podcast, right? So that's going to happen. So, yeah, I think there will definitely be some cats out there that are like, yo, like, this is me. I'm, I'm a dad. I'm also either an entrepreneur or an aspiring entrepreneur. I got, like, a couple of side hustles. I can relate to what you're saying. So, yeah, I think that will definitely be helpful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, so- the extent to which remains to be seen, but... It doesn't matter. Like, if I can inspire just a handful of people, Babs, I mean, it's just like that's just job well done. You know? Well, I think you do that. I mean, I think. I mean, I'm inspired by you. I'm. I'm very. Aww. I'm very. You know, I just like your your vibe, and you make it feel like I could do what you're doing. Not not what you're doing exactly, but to just right. sort of cultivate my own sense of entrepreneurial um, worth. Right. So so I right. feel I feel good there. about that. It it's is hard. hard. I mean, it's and when you have kids, it's unbelievably <laughs> hard, right? Because I have four, and it's like, oh, yeah. any given day, yeah. I have to right. move to their beat. <laughs> yeah. You know? And then you move to Atlanta where the pollen count is off the chain in the spring, and like you spend every week in the doctor and allergies and double. Oh, is that infections. what's happening? Oh, Lord. Oh, we finally got under control now, but every week we were here for the last seven weeks, we've been at the doctor. Yeah, it's been crazy. Well, you know, they'll probably grow into a much more, uh, you know, the, their bodies will uh, become adapt, right? Does the doctor yeah, it, wasn't, say that? it wasn't just them. It was me, too. Oh, the allergies <laughs> killing me. 
I'm done. I'm grown. Listen, I'm done grown. Oh, oh, I'm done. going in the wrong direction, but that's another story. So now, what is your downtime like? Like, how do you relax? How do you what's how do that? you decompress? How do you? What, what, what's that? Okay, you I gotta mean, so, have you so, gotta have some some of that. So, so one of the things I talk about is the importance of mental health and good mental health. I mean, that's just generally a good thing to to have, mm-hmm. but I think it's especially important for people who are parents and entrepreneurs or parentpreneurs. Because if you're an entrepreneur, like, like yeah, you got to have a good product or service. You got to have all that. But because it's so hard, I like to say that you, know, you shouldn't take your failures personally because everybody knows businesses fail, right? Mm-hmm. It's just part of the deal. But you also shouldn't take your success personally. And so you shouldn't take your failures personally because when things go badly, if you start beating up on yourself, then you go down the rabbit hole and it's really hard to get out of that place, right? And then when you have a negative mindset, like nobody wants to be around negative people. It blocks you from getting your inspiration that you need to move things forward. And like successful people don't want to be involved with you if you're all negative. So that's, you're just like killing yourself if, you, if, you're, if your head is not right. And then the other thing is, don't take your success person because a lot of times, yeah, you can work hard, be smart, but sometimes that's just not enough to be successful. Sometimes it's good timing. Sometimes it's just the right opportunity. Sometimes it's a little luck, right? So if you're walking around thinking you're, you know, hot stuff, you're like, oh, I'm the man. And you go on your next project and, oh, well, you know, you don't have the time and the luck. Those other things that helped make you success, successful last time, now you start taking your failure personally because you're, I'm the man. Like, how can I be mm-hmm. not killed it right now? Right. So then you go down that rabbit hole I talked about. So so you have to be a dad and you have to be a husband. How does being a husband play out? How how good are you at being a husband? Uh, I just <laughs> I aspire to be a great husband. I think I talk about that in the book. Um, I mean, I'm, all of it is aspirational. But to finish asking a question, so how do I how do I manage all those things? Is meditation really? Yeah, that's the, even if it's just like five minutes. Yeah, 15, 15 minutes of meditation for me is better than sitting in church for an hour. Honestly. Really? So are, oh my God. are you, are you, are, do you go to church? Cause you in Atlanta. Uh, I used to, I used to go to church regularly. <laughs> uh, not so much anymore. I just, I mean, we, that's a whole other conversation we can have, but I, 15 minutes of just sitting silently or with intention. Um, to me, I, mean, I, I yeah, I mean that's the one thing that keeps me centered. It keeps the anxiety months from turning my stomach to a bloody pulp. Sorry to be so graphic, but it's like that sometimes as an entrepreneur. I mean, you know, anxiety. I talked about that in the book, like how you should manage, how can you manage anxiety and fear, and, and it's, it's under discussion, especially in entrepreneurial circles. I'm seeing it more and more, but you know, there's so much pressure to be a successful entrepreneur, especially if you take people's money, and it's really hard, and you know. A lot of these, you know, a lot of these guys are struggling with depression, and you know, we need to be talking more about good mental health. Is all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You have to have good mental health. It's so important. I think. I mean, I think you're right. So you found ways to sort of feed that. Now, are you are you a runner? Are you athletic? Do you play basketball? What do you do? Are you a golfer? Uh, I mean, does 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 run into the fridge for like a donut <laughs> count? Because you 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 are in good shape. I mean, you know, you're. Well, I used to be. I mean, I got dad bod. I'm like, I got bird legs and a dad bod belly. Hashtag skinny fat. I don't even know. Okay. <laughs> really? Did you, did you so, just, did you so just the, make that up? 
Uh, no, I, I probably said that on Facebook once before. But I did make that up, yeah. Um, uh, oh, the other way you cope with it is like wine. <laughs> Lots of wine. Oh, then you, um, that's why we're best. So, to answer your question, I like to play golf. I haven't played much of it, but when I walk, I play, I walk, and I carry my bag. That's an underappreciated exercise, man. You burn like eight, nine hundred calories just doing that, being out there for a couple of hours. So, that's one way I, you know, I, when I had time, I used to stay fit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do have a bike that I like to ride sometimes, but I haven't had much time lately, uh, mostly because it was snowing up in Wisconsin the last six months. But um, so how will yeah, you I mean, know? Just... How will you? Pardon? How will you know, James, if you are successful? How do you measure that? Oh, how do you a, define well, that? That's a great. That's a great question. So um, I wrote about this in the book. Um, Somebody shared one of my articles, and they described me. Here's, here's a great article from a successful entrepreneur. And when I saw that, I actually had to like push back from the keyboard. I just it kind of jolted me a little bit because we're so hard on ourselves, and you know, we're like oh, the business is not like crushing. My goal is to sell this business for fifty million dollars one day, All right? And I'm like nowhere close to that. So I'm like. So I'm like constantly beating up on myself. I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to do this. And that, I had to realize that, you know what? I actually am a successful entrepreneur. Right? Now, that's not to confuse the business's success with my success as an entrepreneur because 95 or 99% of the people are like, oh, I got this super dope idea, right? Mm-hmm. You come back and holler at them six months from, from now, the idea is pulling their head. Right? From nothing, from watching a TV show, I created We Montage, uh, a raised capital, cost several hundred thousand dollars in revenue, couple thousand super happy customers, brilliant product. Like, so from an entrepreneur standpoint, like I am a successful entrepreneur. Like, period. So Full how stop. did you? How did you get? How did you? Because that's very nuanced. That's a very nuanced thought. How did you get there? Because you, because a lot of people well, measure success I, by things and numbers and you just sort of took a little bit of a shift you know i just told you somebody somebody referred me to referred to me as a successful entrepreneur and prior to that i hadn't seen myself as such okay it was when i stopped and i thought about it i was like you know what <laughs> yeah like I, I accept i accept that okay yes okay so you accepted yes, that that's I, that's it i I accept that, and here's why, for the only reasons I just told you. Here's why. Like, regardless of what happens, you know, going forward with my business, and, you know, the business is going to be fine. Like, the business, the business will be fine. The business is okay, right? It's be fine. Um, regardless of that, though, I raised capital. I completed an accelerator. I have super happy customers. I built something from nothing, right? That's huge. Yes. It is. Hello? Yeah, come here. Oh. <laughs> I was like, you got very quiet. Like, that is. It's a big deal. You know, you know, Babs, it's the silence between the notes that makes the music. I know. <laughs> but this is radio. <laughs> radio, radio, we got to, like, keep talking. <laughs> In my That's spiritual hilarious. direction practice, I encourage silence all the time, but when I'm on right. air, we got we got yeah. we got to be talking. Otherwise, I think it's some technical glitch. <laughs> right, right, right. So, what's the what's the biggest dream? What's the biggest dream? Um, so 
you know, in my in the introduction to the book, I I dedicated I well the dedication I dedicated the book to my to my kids and and I, I just told them to to you know be what they think they should be in life and not make safe choices um, because it's convenient to do so. And it's important for me. It's so important. So back to your previous question. Yeah, like I'm internally driven to just do what I do because that's just how I am. But it's also super important for me to be a shining example to my kids of what's possible when you choose to live authentically. Mm-hmm. That's like really important to me. You know, I don't want them to grow up and just decide and to be uh, an attorney or a doctor. Nothing wrong with those that is a noble professions, but to just do that because it's safe and they think they can make a lot of money, even though that's not really what they want to do. They feel like they were put in this earth to be. Mm-hmm. I just want them to be what they are. And, you know, as long as I have breath in my body, I will do everything I can to help them be successful at that, whatever, however they define success for themselves. That's very good. So that's, that's really important for me from the business standpoint, is, is as I said, to have this business be acquired for $50 million. If it ends up getting acquired for fifteen to twenty million, oh well, I can live with that. Wow! So is that? But the vision is fifty. <laughs> so fifty is the that's the number. That's the number. That's the vision. I mean, that's the goal. I'm sticking to it. I mean, that's it. I don't know if you saw that Money Magazine video. Money Magazine came out to the house last year and did a really great two page article about me and came and shot this awesome video. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the video, I said fifty million dollars. That's my vision, and I'm sticking to it. Like that's it. So not, not, not like forty nine nine nine. Listen, it's, it's one of those things, if you shoot for the stars and you end up on the moon, you're off the planet, There you right? go. There it's you all, go. It's all good. Now, do you cook? Are you a cook? Do you oh, cook? you know I cook. You see my, well, actually, I haven't been posting any recipes. <laughs> I know you haven't yeah. in a while. You haven't in a while. Yeah, I remember being quite yeah, impressed. Because you had, you, I think I saw you a couple of times and you had like a wine pairing with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man, yeah. I, I love to cook. Uh, I get in the, like to get in the kitchen and mix it up mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah, there's no the end to your talent. Really? No end to it. <laughs> there's no yeah. end to you. You're a very good people person. People, people naturally like you and gravitate towards you because I noticed that at Blogger, and we hung oh, out for you. a minute, and so people and you're and you're you're welcoming to all kinds of people. Like you're just quite right, welcoming, and that's a wonderful spirit to have. I think that's probably what makes you so good at what you do because you are um, accessible and engaging at the same time. Yeah, well, thank, and it makes people want to be helpful because let's face it, it takes a village, right? It does. It does. It's like that old African proverb: "You want to go fast, go alone. You want to go far, go together." You know, this is the second time in a, in like two weeks I've heard somebody say that to me. Yeah, but it's so true. <laughs> it it's is. So true. Like we, we all need help, and we. And I'm I'm quick to extend a hand to whomever, but you know I sometimes I need people to extend one to me too, right? Yeah. Now do you? As I, go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say as, as they used to say in the church I used to go to, to give is to receive, like giving and receiving one and one and the same. Now, do you think about um, do you think about the the world and your place in it in regards to how you raise your kids, how you run your business? I mean, do you feel like you're a citizen of the world? Do you feel like the world has something for you? You know, that's a good question. Honestly, I haven't had a second to contemplate a question like that in the last four or five years. (laughs) But prior to having kids, I would have said, yeah, absolutely. I fancy myself a citizen of the world. I mean, I traveled a little bit. I lived in Barcelona for three months. I finished up my MBA. I actually started the business school at UNC Chapel Hill. Mm-hmm. I finished up my MBA over there. 
So yeah, I would I would have said yes to that. But the last four or five years, man, I could barely go to the bathroom without you know at least one little person in there talking about what you're doing. <laughs> I I love the <laughs> I love the the little accounts when you take them out or when you have to go to the bathroom with them or oh or when they. <laughs> <laughs> it's just crazy. Like, like I, I think I posted it on my page. Like, that I've heard the word penis and vagina more than the last 18 months than I had my whole life. These little people. <laughs> because you have to give them the right words, right? Because you don't want... I, I, yeah, but once you give them the word, they just run with them. They just, they, they have just, no filter. And now, and now my son's favorite word is booty. Okay, booty. He tells them something. Okay, booty. Everything's booty. <laughs> I was like, man. Where do you hear that from? <laughs> I don't. I, I, I don't know. But if you, everything is booty, and it's a big laugh after it. So it's all booty all the time up in here. <laughs> well, you know what? I hope you write. I hope you do, and I'm inviting you and encouraging you to write that book about fatherhood and parenting and twin yeah. dad life and that whole kind. Yeah, of- maybe I will. But for me, like, I got to get inspired. I'm just not going to say like I. I I get inspired to do those types of things. Mm-hmm. And so I don't, I don't fancy myself a writer. I'm just a guy that puts words on a page. And what, what's really amazing, Babs, is like the feedback about the book has been amazing. Yeah, I, it's a good book. Man, I'm reading it. I'm, I ta- I'm getting through it, yes. I, I talked to somebody yesterday. This is the third person in the last couple of weeks that told me they couldn't put it down. And I'm just like, think about that for a second. We're like ADD society. Attention <laughs> span of a nap. <laughs> Right, and they're like, I can't put the book down. It's like, wow. Well, that that's that's ought to tell you something, or maybe you write another entrepreneurial book, right? Like, what's the next level of entrepreneurism, or you know, what have you not captured in this particular book that you think it has some value? You know, I mean, I think that's worth exploring. Yeah, yeah. I just got to get you know. I, I just launched this book a few weeks ago, so I just got to let this thing do what it's going to do, um, and then from there. How's uh, the marketing we'll going? Happens. Like, how are you getting it out there? How so is that I, been? I'm just now getting. I'm just now getting going with that. Okay. Uh, I think you know, talking to you helps, right? <laughs> Being able to come on. Oh, it, well, it does, though, right? So, I mean, just my personal Facebook page is great. I got some good relationships, and so so far I've sold like a hundred books. It's only been a couple weeks. Yeah, that's pretty good. Right? Yeah, it's not bad, right? Yeah. Are you gonna yeah, have a so, book you know, signing? So you gonna have a do a book signing or something uh, somewhere? I probably will. I probably will. Um, so it's available on Kindle as well. So okay. yeah, I probably will do that. Um, I did a podcast yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned to you, you know, City Dad Guys are doing a review. You know, I got to follow up with the Life of Dad Guys see when they want to have me on the podcast. Um, I just got an email right before I talked to you. There's a really popular TV show here in Atlanta that comes on on Sundays. That's focus on the tech community and they want to have me on that which is like a great look right because i can get in there and talk about being a dad and parenting and and the book and my business and the technology around all that so i mean i have somebody else an executive producer from another national cable news show that's pitching me to come on and talk about the book for father's day so you know I mean, listen like that's what i do so one last thing i want to talk about if any any entrepreneurs out there listening um like getting pr is really important for your business. Mm-hmm. And a lot of entrepreneurs feel like they can't do it. They got to pay an agency. The agencies are fine, but I can tell you unequivocally, all those things I mentioned from a PR standpoint, Today Show, Good Morning America, Money Magazine, etc. like I was able to get those things done on my own. So you can hustle and get PR on your own. I think I posted a video. I think you shared that video I posted about like three tips. 
to, yes. to get PR on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember what they are because, like I said, I got twin Tyler brain. One of them was <laughs> build your community before you need it. Yeah. Um, the other one, oh, the other one was learn how to send cold emails, and the third one was use services like Just Reach Out that IO that helps you figure out who's talking about whatever topic you're interested in from a reporter standpoint or media. And it gives you their contact information, and it will actually help you figure out how to craft emails to send to them. So you got to send cold emails because people communicate asynchronously these days, and nobody answers their phones, and nobody certainly is listening to their voicemails. So you got to know how to send cold emails. That's good. But that's, you can do that. You can do that. That's good. That's good advice. That's 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 like a hundred thousand dollars worth of advice right there. <laughs> Listen, I mean that advice right there has got me about hundred thousand dollars worth of sales. That's good. That's a very good deal. So, well, you know what, James? It's been a pleasure talking to you. I really enjoyed you this. <laughs> and I hope we talk Too long again. overdue. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I know. I don't know why it took us so... Well, I know why. Because you had to move. You had to move. Because remember, yeah, you had to move. Well, that plus, it was just... Life was just crazy. It's just the timing crazy. was just bad for me. Because you've been trying to get at me to do this for a while. It's just the timing wasn't right. But I think the time is better now because more interesting things to talk about. Well... You'll At least I hope people listening think it was interesting. No, know. people they will. Like, they might be like, waste of time. <laughs> no, people listen. I've got a nice little following of people around the country who will listen. And uh, right I think people will be interested in, in, in We Montage. I know I am, so... Cool. Um, well, we got to get you one. Yeah, I'm going to get me one. Oh, we were talking about it. I was talking about it with my producer Harry. I was like, because you know he's been tripping, he's been tricking out the, the the studio for us, and I was like, oh, you know, he does this thing, and and he was like, ooh, <laughs> I have to go look at that. Right. <laughs> so right, right. so yeah. So thank you so much for your time. I hope I get thank to you, talk Dad. to you I again. You. We, we appreciate all that you do. So keep doing you, man. Well, thank you very much, and kiss those babies. They are so beautiful. I will. All right. And uh, I'll talk to you soon. I'll see you on Facebook. All right. Be good. <laughs> All right. You too. Bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was a good conversation with James Oliver. I enjoyed him very much. So, I don't know. Did I did I do that right? What am I doing? Oh, say goodbye. I'm saying goodbye. I got to go. So, listen, I'll be back on Monday, Monday Motown, because Harry is like, get out of my space. <laughs> Oh, plus we got pundits in 10 minutes. And I got to run downstairs to feed the meter. So I'll see y'all later. Do, you, do I need to put some music up? Bye. <laughs>